would stand with me and pick, your, pick up your hymnals and turn to hymn number uh, 587. 587 at Calvary. Amen. 587. Uh, let's do verse 1. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you, uh, Lord, for the privilege to even be here. Uh, thank you for the privilege to come to your church and to worship and to listen to your preacher. I pray that you would fill him with the power of your Holy Spirit. And uh, I just ask that you open our hearts and our minds to receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Y'all may sit down. And I turn your hymn number to 362. 362, there is power in the blood, amen, there is power in the blood, not the blood of bulls and goats, but the blood of Jesus, amen, would you be free from the burden of sin, there's power in the blood, power in the blood, would you Be free from your passion and pride. 
verse 4, but I know y'all are uh, already mouthing it. The power, 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 power that Brother Yule always does. No, you're good. I guess let's do it since you already want to do it. Amen? All right. Would you do service for Jesus your King? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you take his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, 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 power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, 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 wonder working power in the precious blood of the That's all right. We'll 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 try to get in a minute, all right? Are y'all okay? All right. Y'all ought to be quiet. Got your prayer sheets? All right. Anybody need one? If you need one, raise your hand so we can have our, have our men uh, get one of those for you. Uh, just a couple announcements. One is that Sunday morning, we'll, we'll start out with our faith promise cards in the uh, they'll put them in the Sunday school classroom so everybody can get one in there. And then for those that don't make it to Sunday school, we'll hand the rest of those out uh, this Sunday uh, during, right just before the offering or during, uh, we'll, or before the offering uh, sometime in there so that everybody will get one. Uh, don't turn them in yet, okay? Our Faith Promise Sunday is on the 15th. And, of course, we have Wednesday night. Brother Paul Sharon uh, will be preaching for us that Wednesday night to start off the uh, mission conference. The choir is going to sing that night. Amen. We preach Christ. And, you know, and the Bible says, how can we know if we don't have a preacher? Well, uh, we have some preachers coming. And what should the topic be of this message they preach? The Lord Jesus Christ. So the choir is going to start us out that night and then... Thursday, I believe Brother Tyler Yates is going to be preaching for us on Thursday night, missionary to the Yucatan Peninsula. Friday, uh, Brother Cato will be here from uh, uh, Grants, New Mexico, missionary to the Navajo Indians, where we go every year for our, uh, our uh, VBS. And then uh, Sunday, uh, for Sunday school, uh, we're going to have all of our adult classes are going to be in here. And uh, Brother Cato will be showing a video that morning that he has put together he said he's working on a new one so uh, i hope his wife helped him with that you know but uh, but uh, anyway we're going to show that uh, that morning for sunday school and uh, and then he will teach a lesson and then for sunday morning uh, brother zach doty uh, church planter uh, uh, is going to be also showing a video that morning and preaching for us uh, that more listen uh, missions is also about planting churches amen i mean we got to have more churches amen i mean if we do not then we got how are we going to reach uh, how are we going to reach the lost and in fact there's more churches that are closing than there are starting every year i'm talking about just here in the states and so uh, it's important that we perpetuate who we are and, uh, and, and not only who we are, but who Christ wants us to be. So uh, the, Brother Doty will be preaching that morning. And, uh, and then, of course, Sunday school or uh, Sunday, uh, we'll, if we go a little long, that's fine. We're, we're going to have lunch here at the church. 
sign-up sheet out here for the meals, and, and if you're going to eat during the week, they're all out there. So please sign up. We're going to have potluck. You bring it, we'll eat it. Amen. Are y'all, I mean, one thing I, we like to do, it's one of my favorite hobbies, eating. Amen. And, and one thing I know about you folks is independent Baptist, you're good at it. Amen. Amen. So uh, sign up on that sheet back there. And then, of course, again, Sunday, we'll hand these out for you. And then on the 15th, we'll receive these at the end of the service uh, for a faith promise. I'm thankful that God has... Uh, allowed us this year if you if you have your bulletins from just the other uh, just this past Sunday if you notice it says faith promise given to date $112,000 and I say praise the Lord for that Uh, and not only that but you've given $3,655 to special missions giving to for special things that we've taken up offerings for so if you add to that, then Central Park has given or $115,000 to Faith Promise Missions this year, and that's pretty good, amen? I don't know, uh, in the 23 years that I've been here, we've never done that. So God's good, amen? And, uh, and I'm thankful that you are involved in Faith Promise. Listen, you'll never know the impact that that mission dollar has made uh, in the lives of people. You'll never know that this side of eternity, but one day you'll know it. And the Bible says it will come and bring in our sheaves with us. Amen. And so I'm looking forward to that day to see the impact uh, that Central Park has had on uh, reaching people with the gospel here and, and in other countries as well. So, uh, so we'll, we'll get these cards to you this week. If you have any questions about Faith Promise Missions, there's some little pamphlets out there that they put together. Uh, they're very informative. I want you all to pick one up. It talks about faith promise, what it is, uh, what it means, and uh, they're just good pamphlets, so pick one of those up and read those, all right? This coming Saturday, men's prayer breakfast. Amen. Amen. Let's have a good group, men. Amen. We've been doing well, and I want to encourage you to come and eat with us, but then we're going to go out and knock some doors. Amen. I'm telling you, that's, uh, uh, it's important that we do that. That's God's plan, not ours. It's God's. And so let me encourage you to come. 8.30 uh, for, uh, for a men's prayer breakfast. Men, we're, I, bought, I spent $50, our church spent $50 today on bacon. Yeah, one pound. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it was a little bit more than that. If it would be one pound, I only know one person that would get any, you know? Yeah, and that's him. So, uh, but uh, 8.30, men, uh, for prayer breakfast, and then 9.30 for soul winning. So please be here uh, and be a part of that. Let me encourage you not to miss. Be here ready to go. And then, of course, uh, sign up out here for the meals next week. And uh, for not just for the meals, but uh, if you're going to eat, sign up. Uh, at 5.30, and then uh, we'll, 5.30 to 6.30, we're going to eat uh, dinner, and then 6.30, we'll start cleaning things up, prepare for our worship, uh, but you don't want to miss. We're going to have a good time next week. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we also need some volunteers for the nursery uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday during the mission conference. If you'd like to help with that, see Miss Mallory, okay? And uh, my wife gave me a note, and I read it, so I'm, I'm out of trouble. And now it's, it's, it's all on you, amen? So we need somebody in there to help us, uh, and anybody but men. 
We need helpers, not instigators. Amen. And so, you know, men, I don't know about you, but I'm not a diaper person. I don't, I'm not a diaper changer. Any of y'all like that? Amen. Good. Y'all fess up now. Y'all don't just, I know better than that. Anyway, uh, but please uh, uh, see Miss Mallory if you'd like to help. And, and I, we would certainly appreciate that. All right. Uh, now, if you'll get your prayer sheets out. We'll go ahead and run over those uh, for just a moment, and uh, let me encourage you to continue to pray for all of those on our health list. There's, a, there's several, and uh, pr pray for them. Pray for Brother uh, Shelton. Uh, he's traveling. He said he's going to try to make it this evening just to, for, to attend, but, but he's traveling, so pray for him as he travels back home from his grandmother's uh, funeral service. Pray for that family. Uh, don't have to pray for her. She's good. Amen. But pray for the family and along with all of these others that are here. Uh, remember to pray for uh, Miss Brenda as she's home and uh, recovering from her surgery. And uh, pray for her. Pray for her son, Ron, if you would, please. He's having a procedure tomorrow. So put. if you just want to write his name in there, that would be great. So uh, pray for uh, him. Uh, also, pray for Joseph uh, Razo. He's going to have surgery on his knee here in, the, I think, the ninth. I think that's coming up. So uh, he's, uh, you know, he hurt it in football. So y'all pray for him. I know as mom and dad, you always get nervous when your kids are having to be uh, put under anesthesia. So uh, pray for pray for them as well, all right? Uh, continue to pray for uh, Brother uh, Gene um, Harmon. He goes tomorrow to find out if he's going to need uh, uh, any radiation or anything like that for his throat and so pray for him he sent an update just a little while ago in an email so I, I, I ask you to pray for him too alright uh, again for Miss Sarah Merlo and her legs I just pray, ask you to pray for her as well and uh, her mom and dad uh, brother David and, and his wife as they travel back and forth uh, taking care of her I know that they would certainly appreciate that as well alright well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and uh, we'll pray for these, pray for our, the rest of our service. Uh, Brother Kevin, he's doing a pretty good job, amen? Amen. amen. I think he might be a keeper. Miss Katie keeps giving him some lessons. I think he'll turn out all right, amen? amen. Uh, but I'm glad, <laughs> I appreciate him uh, doing that for us tonight. It's good for them. They need to be involved in that, and I'm, I'm thankful that he's doing that. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for uh, the privilege to be here in your house. Pray God to that uh, you'd bless our worship tonight, Lord, as we gather together. And, and uh, Lord, just to be an encouragement to one another, but also, uh, God, lift up these names that we've mentioned uh, in prayer. Uh, God, many for health reasons, Lord, we uh, pray for Miss Brenda Malwitz, Lord, as she's recovering from her knee surgery. Pray, God, that you'd be with her, her son, who's, uh, Lord, looking at a uh, procedure tomorrow. Uh, God, we also uh, continue to pray for uh, the... Uh, uh, Brother Shelton's family, Lord, in the home going of his grandmother. Pray, God, that you'd be with that family, Lord, and God, for traveling graces for Brother Shelton, Lord, as he's uh, traveling home this evening. I pray, God, that you'd just uh, be with Central Park. God, may we continue, Lord, may we stay the course, God, that you have set us on. Uh, God, both uh, in uh, reaching uh, souls uh, here through soul winning, God, and knocking on doors, and I'm thankful for those that come out every Saturday to do that, Lord. Uh, God, that's your plan. And I pray, God, that you would please uh, 
God, that your hand of favor be upon our folks as they go out every day or every Saturday, Lord, and those that, that come and prepare the material, Lord, that, uh, so that we can go out and put those things in the hands of the people. And I pray, God, that the Spirit of God would move in the hearts of those that we uh, reach out to, Lord, on a weekly basis. And, God, that you would give the increase. Lord, you said if we'd go, God, that you would give the increase. And so we ask your blessings uh, on us as we go. I pray, God, that you'd bless our mission conference coming up. Lord, there's uh, missionaries that are coming, preachers that are coming, God, church planters that are coming. And I pray, God, that they would preach the messages, God, that we need. Lord, I pray that you would lay something on their heart, Lord, that would uh, encourage and challenge us, Lord, as uh, to uh, continue giving to faith promise missions, Lord, so that we can help missionaries with special needs, so that we can, uh, Lord, take on new missionaries, God, and help church planters, Lord. And uh, so, Lord, I pray that you'd help us, God, as a church to uh, continue the uh, the course that you had set us on, Lord, and faith promise missions, and that your hand would be upon us, and that Lord, if there's folks that aren't in, involved in it, God, they, they don't know what they're missing out on. Lord, they'll never know the blessing of, of being a part of somebody coming to know Jesus Christ is their personal Savior. Lord, what a, a blessing that is to know that, God, that the dollars that's given, Lord, goes out. And, uh, Lord, that their souls saved all over this world, God, as a result and as a consequence of folks being involved in faith promised missions. So, Lord, bless us, God, as we... Uh, prepare to uh, to just come together and focus on missions, Lord, next week. Pray, God, that you would uh, help us to be uh, to attend, Lord, to be faithful in attendance, God, and, Lord, again, that you would speak uh, to us through these preachers. God, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to be a special request for Brother Gene Harmon and his, uh, as he looks uh, uh, toward maybe or maybe not receiving any uh, cancer treatment, Lord, I pray, God, for Miss Sarah Merlot and the, uh, sur the the surgery that she has faced, Lord, didn't have to go through it, but God, with the braces on her legs and things of that nature, we pray, God, that you'd just watch over her as well. God, there's a, a lot of folks on our list, and we, uh, Lord, just pray that you'd be with them, and God, that your blessings would be upon them. And Lord, we pray, God, for this Bible study here in just a little while. Help me, Lord, to... Uh, stay in context of the word of God. Lord, I pray that you'd empty me of me. And uh, Lord, fill me with you, dear Holy Spirit. God, that I'll just be a vessel. Uh, God, that you'd speak through me. And then, Lord, I pray for this offering. Thank you, God, for uh, givers, Lord. Thank you, God, for cheerful givers, Father, who give, Lord, and continue to give. And I'm thankful uh, for our people, God. And I pray that your blessings will be upon them for their giving. Lord, bless this offering. And God, again, I pray that you bless the gift and the giver because it's in the name of Jesus that I pray and ask all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
All right, if you would stand one more time and uh, pick up your hymnals and turn your hymnals to uh, uh, hymn number 612, 612. He keeps me safe. Shake hands with your neighbor. First Samuel twenty. This a little loud. Is this loud? Do y'all hear that all right? That's not loud. Maybe that sounds okay. 1 Samuel 20. Uh, we're going to start reading in verse 4, and we'll read down through verse 17. When you find your place, amen. Oh, that was a little quiet. 1 Samuel 20, beginning in verse 4, find your place, amen. Oh, that's a lot better. All right. Uh, verse Beginning in verse 4, let me make sure I'm in the right place. Yep. Then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. And David said unto Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king at meat. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field unto the third day at even. If thy father at all miss me, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me that he might run to Bethlehem, this, uh, his city, uh, for uh, there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he say thus, it is well. Uh, thy servant shall have peace. But if he be very wroth, then be sure that evil is determined by him. 
Therefore thou shalt deal kindly with thy servant, for thou hast brought thy servant into a covenant of the Lord with thee. Notwithstanding, if there be in me iniquity, slay me thyself. For why wouldest thou bring me to thy father? And Jonathan said, Far be it from thee. For if I knew certainly that evil were determined by my father to come upon thee, then would not I tell it thee? Then said David to Jonathan, Who shall tell me? Or what if thy father answer thee roughly? And Jonathan said unto David, Come, and let us go out into the field. And they went out, both of them, into the field. And Jonathan said unto David, O Lord God of Israel, when I have sounded my father, or when I have, yeah, that's it, sounded my father about tomorrow, any time, or the third day, and behold, if there be good toward David, and I then send not unto thee, and show it thee, the Lord do so, and much more to Jonathan. But if it please my father to do thee evil, then I will show it thee, and send thee away, that thou mayest go in peace. And the Lord be with thee, as he hath been with my father. And thou shalt not only, while yet I live, show me the kindness of the Lord, that I die not, but also thou shalt cut off thy kindness, or excuse me, thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord hath cut off the enemies of David, every one from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let the Lord even require it at the hand of David's enemies. And Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him, and he loved him as he loved his own soul. And Father, I pray God that you'd help me, uh, Lord, again to... Uh, preach the message that you've laid upon my heart, and I pray, God, that you're, uh, Lord, that you'd speak to all of our hearts today, and God, that you'll encourage us and also challenge us, and I give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. When I was studying this, I found, when talking about friendship of David and Jonathan, I found this, uh, a survey that had been done here a while back, and uh, and it said that people who have invested in deep friendships over a long period of time are likely to be the happiest people on earth. They said, without friendships, life itself is lonely and isolated and empty. And I'll say, that's exactly right. Listen, everybody needs a friend. Yeah. Abraham, if you look in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 8, you'll remember and recall that the Bible says that Abraham was called God's friend, uh, a friend of God. And I'm, I think that's very interesting, and it's a, that's a study in, in and of itself. In James chapter 2 and verse 23, it says, And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, for he was called a friend of God. So we know that just like Abraham was a friend of God, that, listen, that you and I were created for friendship with God. I mean, we, that, that's the reason God created us, just like Abraham was. And so to be a friend of God, we have to trust him completely. Amen. And, and we also need to be loyal and obedient to him completely. And not only do we need to need God as our friend, I don't I want God as I certainly don't want him as my enemy. Amen. But we need God as our friend. But each of us here, as I've already said, we each of us need a friend. Somebody like Jonathan. And the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. Wood don't sharpen iron. Amen. You know, I mean, iron sharpens iron. In other words, if you want to be a better Christian, then hang around a better Christian. 
Amen. If you want to be a better Christian, then you can't spend most of your time hanging around somebody who is not. Come on, now you, that, that, that's a biblical principle. You might as well say amen. And so we see that Jonathan, again, was, was David's friend. And if you remember, David left Ramah. We talked about this last week. He left Ramah where Samuel was to go see Jonathan. And when David gets there to see, or when Jonathan gets there to see David, and uh, he, uh, or when, I'll get it right in a minute, when David gets there to see Jonathan, he questioned Jonathan, and he questions Jonathan's loyalty to him. But as we're going to find out, Jonathan's friendship was very loyal to David and very steadfast. In fact, look in verse 4, let, let's start there, where we just read in chapter 20. It says, Then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. So Jonathan makes David a promise to do whatever, uh, the, whatever he asks him to do. And if you remember, David and Jonathan, y'all remember when they became friends? Y- y'all, you're, you remember, anybody want to venture a guess on when they became friends? It was immediately after David killed Goliath. Amen. That's when they became friends. It was immediately after David had led Israel to a great victory over the Philistines. And and listen, at that point, David was a hero. Amen? And now think about this. And who would not want to be a friend of a hero? Amen? Everybody wants to hang around a winner. Amen? I don't want to be, I, I don't want to hang around a loser. Amen? Well, David's a hero. And Jonathan became his friend immediately. Now, now watch it. But now, at this point here in 1 Samuel chapter 20, David is the enemy of Saul, King Saul. All right? Now, watch this. A lot of friends, if not most friends, are fair-weather friends. When it gets a little tough, guess what? See ya. I had a lot of friends in high school as long as I had gas in my car. Amen. But when I said, you know, I'm running out of gas, I'm and payday's not to Friday, you know, and it's it's it, it's Wednesday, uh, you know, come and get me tomorrow, and we'll ride around in your car. Guess what? Some of them I didn't see again until Friday, when the eagle flies, you know, when payday comes. And but listen, a lot of people are like that. And I, but I'm thankful that Jesus is not a fair weather friend. I'm, uh, in fact, I was looking through some old sermons. I've got a sermon about Jesus is not a fair-weather friend. Listen, I'm telling you, the Bible says Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen? He's a friend that knows everything bad about you and likes you anyway. Amen? Amen? Well, Jonathan is that kind of friend. But as we saw in 1 Samuel 19, it, you know, David questioned Jonathan's loyalty, and Jonathan passed that friendship test. And now he passes it again in, in this text that we're reading from here. Jonathan has been consistent in his friendship with David. Even when Saul puts pressure on him, listen, Jonathan never wavered. He was always a true friend uh, to David. Uh, in fact, if you look here in verse 4, we see it again here when, when Jonathan makes a, a promise to David. Jonathan said he'll, he'll tell David, he'll keep that promise, and, and let, me, let me read it. It says, then said Jonathan, whatsoever thy soul desireth, I'll even do it for you. In other words, he's telling, listen, if you need help, you can count on me. 
You know, how many times did your phone ring at 2 o'clock in the morning and you look at it and you see, recognize the name over there and you think, and you think, oh, man, I know they're going to want something and you don't answer the phone. You know, sometimes friendship, and we'll get to that in a minute. Listen, friendship is not convenient. The, true, the right kind of friendship. Well, right here we see that, that Jonathan makes a promise uh, to David, and he tells him that he's going to be a friend in the good times and in the bad times. Listen, that's the kind of friendship that you and I need to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he's going to be our friend in good times and bad, but listen, are we always his friend in good times and bad? It's oftentimes that when it's good and things are going good, listen, then we don't have time for the Lord. But when the times get bad, boy, we want him to be right there. Listen, where are you, Lord? I need somewhere. You know, where's that friendship when I need it? Well, where was it when the things were going good in your life? Yeah, same thing. So we're seeing that, that Jonathan never wavers in his friendship. And we ought to be the same, have that same consistency. Uh, look in verse 4 again. We notice the cost of friendship. We're reminded here when Jonathan first became friends with David that Jonathan was willing to sacrifice for David. In fact, if you go back in 1 Samuel 18 and verse 4, you'll, if you'll remember that Jonathan gave David his military apparel, gave it all to him. And in, in fact, in this promise Jonathan makes to David, we see that he's willing to sacrifice whatever is needed. Now, you realize that that in order for Jonathan, when he gave his military, it was royal military apparel because Jonathan was in line up to the throne. And Jonathan, in giving David his military apparel, that royal apparel to David, Jonathan is saying, listen, I know God's hand is on you, and I know you're going to be the next king, and I'm not going to get in your way. Amen. Are y'all still here? Say Amen. Jonathan is literally letting David know that I am for you and you can count on me. Jonathan is willing to pay the cost. And, and not only that, but Jonathan is willing to give up the good graces of his father Saul to be David's friend. Now, if you want good friendship experiences, then you're going to have to be willing to pay the cost to get them. You know, friendship, well, I don't want to get ahead of this. I want you to see the Christ-likeness of this friendship. Jonathan says in verse 4, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. That sounds a lot like what Jesus said. Turn over to John 14, 13. Now, remember, I'm going to, while you're looking, I'm going to read this again. Verse 4, Jonathan tells David, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. Well, Jesus, in John 14, 13, it says, Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Now, you know what that is? That's friendship. Listen, God wants to be our friend. He's not talking about giving us frivolous things, but he's talking about when we are in need, the Lord says, I'm going to be there to help you out. And let me give you another verse. Turn to John 15 and verse 7. John 15 and verse 7. The Lord says, if ye abide in me, and my words in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. You know what that's saying? That's saying that if we need something and we ask according to the will of God for our life, then God will take care of it. 
That's not saying that we can ask for, you know, a, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, a, and I've always used a, a, a yellow Corvette, you know. God, I just think it's your will or, or you know, <clears throat> I need a new jet airplane because I don't want to fly around and, you know, and with all these other riffraff. No way, you, you follow me? Listen, that's ridiculous. God says, if you ask uh, uh, anything according to my will for your, it's, it's nothing wrong with having things as long as it's in God's will for you to have it. Amen. And we're seeing that this is, a, this is what a friend does. The Lord talked about the cost of friendship in John 15 and verse 14. Stay right there where you're at and just look what it says. He said, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Listen, God, God wants us to know that friendship is going to cost something. Uh, amen. And uh, there's three things, three aspects of friendship. There's cost, there's confiding, and then there's consistency. And Jonathan demonstrates all three of these in his friendship with David. Look in verse uh, 5 through 7. David uh, makes a proposal here. David takes Jonathan up on his promise, and he makes a proposal. Uh, I'm not going to take time to read all of those again, but I want you to read them. David is convinced. You remember we talked about this last week. He's convinced that Saul wants to kill him. But Jonathan is not as convinced as David is. Both of these men protest. I mean, David has his view, and Jonathan has his view on what's going on in the situation. So David's proposal is going to settle the disagreement. Now, you read through there, David and, they, and Jonathan, they talk about it. There's going to be a feast, if, and read it. And Saul's attitude toward David is going to be revealed if David is not there. Now, what's, what's kind of ironic is the fact that David is required to be there because of his position that he holds in that, in that uh, hierarchy, if you will, of, of Saul's court. So David has no, but he's, I mean, it didn't work out for him before. You follow me? He, he's gone, and both, both times before, Saul has thrown a javelin at him. But, Dave, but Saul still expects David to be there. Amen. And, and, but David has no intention of going. Saul is going to try to kill him again. And, and as, when I was thinking about this, I thought, listen, evil and wicked people have no sense of logic. Think about it. Saul's already tried to kill Jonathan a couple of times. But David is, or Saul is still thinking, you know, David, we're having a big feast, and David's supposed to be here. He's required to be here. Now, how, how dumb is that? Listen, if somebody tried to kill me twice, I'm not going back. You know? I mean, I, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Well, listen, but he's required to be there. You remember when Pharaoh demanded the same number? We're talking about evil people have no sense of logic. If you go, remember, we're talking about Moses on Sunday afternoons when, uh, when, when uh, uh, Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh and they said, hey, God said let my people go so they can go and worship in the wilderness. And then Pharaoh got mad and he said, i tell you why. He said, I'm not going to provide you straw anymore for bricks. You go get your own straw. But you still got to make the same amount of bricks. 
Listen, how hard, that, there's no logic in that. I mean, it's something's got to give. Well, listen, as I said again, evil people, listen, have no sense of logic. And, 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 and he, they're still wanting, Pharaoh's still expecting the same thing. Same thing here out of Saul and David. And now we, when we see this, we understand that, that up to now, we've only seen the good things about David. Now we're about to see some uh, character flaws in David. Uh, if we're not careful, if we're not depending on God, your character flaws will come and start showing up. Amen. Say, now watch, I want to show you what's going on. Look in verse 6. Uh, up to this point, uh, we've seen David doing some pretty good things, but, uh, but then we start seeing his lack of faith. He, remember, he left Ramah. Uh, and in some of his discussions uh, 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 with, with Jonathan, right in here now, all of a sudden, uh, he's being dishonest in his conduct, and he wants Jonathan to lie. He tells Jonathan, Jonathan, you go lie to Saul. David wanted Jonathan to tell Saul that he's going to Bethlehem and attend a yearly feast for his family. It's not right. It's never right to do wrong, ever, ever. Listen, it's never right, a right thing to tell a lie, ever. Amen. Look in verse 5, and we, I mean, well, let, let me read verse 6 first. It says, if thy father, David, talking to Jonathan, if thy father had all missed me, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me that he might run to Bethlehem, his city, for there's a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. He's having a family reunion, you know, and they're going down there to sacrifice and uh, but notice verse 5. We, we know this fact because of what he says in verse 5. It says, And David said unto Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow uh, is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king at meat. He's saying, Listen, I'm telling you, I'm not going. He said, But, uh, and Jonathan, he, he said, I'll go out here and hide myself. And he began, they began to work this thing out, but it all starts with David. He's wanting him to lie. Listen, remedy for a problem is always found in the truth, not in a lie. If you want a remedy for something, it always comes from the truth, not in a lie. Now, and now that's David's proposal, but notice, notice now we see Jonathan makes a pledge. Look in verse 9. It says, And Jonathan said, Far be it from, from thee, for if I knew certainly that evil were determined by my father to come upon thee, then would not I tell it thee? Listen, Jonathan, to this point, he's still saying, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm totally not convinced to completely that Saul, my father, is trying to kill you. And he's saying, if I had known, I would have I told you. Okay, look in verse 12. It says, and Jonathan said unto David, O Lord God of Israel, when I have sounded my father about tomorrow any time or the third day, and behold, if there be good toward David, and I then send not unto thee, and show it thee, the Lord do so, and much more to Jonathan. But if it please my father to do thee evil, then I will show it thee, and send thee away, that thou mayest go in peace. And the Lord be with thee, as he hath been with my father. Now watch this. Jonathan agrees to David's proposal, but he's still not convinced that Saul wants to kill David. So Jonathan, though, he's ready to tell the good or the bad. Where, where, whatever he learns at the feast, Jonathan says, well, if it's good, I'm going to tell you. 
And if it's bad, I'm going to tell you. Matthew Henry, in his commentary, I like what he said. He said, Jonathan would help to deliver him, David, from evil if it were real and from the fear of evil if it were but imaginary. But if you've ever noticed that some folks are more ready to tell bad news than they are good news. It seemed that bad news will travel at the speed of light. You know, you know how fast the speed around 186,000 plus miles a second. Listen, that but you you tell somebody that that's the bad news. Boy, did you hear something bad happens right here? Oh man, you'll never guess what happened. But you let something good happen, and it travels at a snail's pace. You know, it's Wednesday. And, you know, if somebody got saved Sunday or somebody walked the aisle or we got somebody baptized, you know, our friends may not find out about it till Thursday or Friday. Listen, that kind of news ought to be something that we are willing to spread immediately to show the presence of God somewhere and how God works in a church or in someone's life. Listen, God help us. Let's change that, that, uh, that narrative, if you will, and let's start telling people uh, things that are good a whole lot faster than we tell things that are bad. But here we see the same thing. Jonathan is showing here that he is David's friend. Look in verse 14 and 15. Jonathan makes a plea. Let me go ahead and read it. Verse 14. He says, And thou shalt not only while yet I live show me the kindness of the Lord, that I die not, but also thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord hath cut off the enemies of David, every one from the face of the earth. Now, now, this is interesting because Jonathan is, is really sticking his neck out for, uh, for David. And, and have you ever noticed that, that when you really stick your neck out to somebody and you try to help? Now, and I'm, you, I don't know if it's happened to you, but it sure happened in my life. It seems like that, that the more that the people you help the most are the ones that turn away from you the quickest. Yeah. I mean, you really stick your neck out for some folks, and you know, and I'm, and then all of a sudden something happens, and they're gone, and all God's people can say, "Amen." Well, listen, uh, is Jonathan David's friend? He started off when David was a hero. He he became they, their souls became knit immediately. And Jonathan was his friend when things were going good, when everybody was singing, you know. Saul hath killed his thousands, David his ten thousands, and then everything started going south. Guess what? Jonathan is still David's friend. Things started happening bad. Saul's tried to kill him. Jonathan's not convinced, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't take away from their friendship in the least. Jonathan is still loyal to David, still loyal. And so we see this, that he's faithful in telling David the truth about Saul. But now, watch this, Jonathan asked David for protection. Look in verse 15. Not just for him, but for his family. Notice the words in verse 15. It says, when the Lord hath cut off the enemies of David. In other words, true friendship goes two ways, David. Okay? It's not all take and and no give. It's both give and take. 
Listen, when, if you're going to be somebody's friend, you've got to be willing to be a giver and not just a taker. Amen. But some, well, let me keep going. The Lord is a, is a friend. He said, greater love hath no man than this, and a man lay down his life for his friends. Listen, the Lord Jesus is not, he's, he was willing to give everything to be our friend. Listen, you know what he took from us? The only thing I can think of is our sin. And he gave everything in return. Listen, so he could do that for us. You know what that is? That's a true friend. Listen, we're not only to be his friend just for what we can get out of it. You know, a lot of people serve God. They're in church, and you know, but they only do it because they think that they're going to get something in return. We all, we're not here to see what we can get. We're here to see what we can give. To the cause of Christ. David said, is there not a cause? Absolutely. Listen, this Central Park Baptist Church ought to be better because you're a member here. I mean, we, we ought to be. We, God put us here because we have something to offer to this ministry. And that is, listen, we have gifts in us that other people may not have, but you ought to be utilizing them for the honor and glory of God so that we can reach souls. And so this church will grow as a result so we can be better equipped to reach more souls. Listen, it's, it's, it's a part of giving. It's a, it's a friendship. But far too many Christians today are, are only takers. You know, I've used this illustration before. It's like a tick on a dog. You know, a tick is only a taker. Y'all ever seen a tick? Oh, yeah. We used to have basset hounds. And they would get them in their ears. And they would get about the, some of them got about the size of the end of your thumb. We'd pick them off of them dogs out of their ears. Don't that sound good? Man, we, I'm not going to tell you everything else we did to them. But, you know, the tick was just, he was there just for what he could get out of the dog. Yeah. Uh, many only want to serve if it's convenient. But that's not true Friendship. Listen, if, if, you, if you're a true friend, we serve no matter what it might cost us. Jonathan has good reason. Remember what he asked David. He said, when the Lord hath cut off the enemies of David. And he has good reason for asking David for protection in verses 14 and 15. And the reason it was, it was, that was a good question for his friendship. He said, David, now listen, I'm being a friend to you and I'm going to be loyal to you no matter what. But I'll just want to know if you're going to be a friend to me when the time comes. You see, by asking that and saying that, you understand that Jonathan believes with all of his being that David is going to be king. And the reason he asked that question is because it's customary for when a new king takes the throne that he kills all of the offspring or those that are in line for the, for the throne of the former king. So that they can't come up and start some kind of a coup, you know, to try to take over the throne. So the new king, when they got to the throne, they would kill all the offspring. And Jonathan is saying, David, if I'm going to be your king, or if I'm going to be your friend, will you make a covenant with me that you'll be good to me even after God has taken care of all your enemies? He's saying, I'm not your enemy. I'm going to be your friend. Will you promise me that you won't kill me? 
for the that that's what he's saying. So Jonathan again has a good reason. Jonathan believed that David was going to be king, and so he asked him. And by the way, look over in Second Samuel chapter nine and verse one. See, Jonathan's asking for mercy. And verse sixteen, while you're turning over Second or Second Samuel nine, in verse sixteen, David agrees with Jonathan. And, and says, so Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, let the Lord even require it at the hand of David's enemies. David agrees. But then you turn to 2 Samuel chapter 9, and you know what it tells us? That David kept his word. The Bible says, David showed kindness for Jonathan's sake. How did he do that? He showed it to Mephibosheth, the lame son of Jonathan. You remember when they were trying to run the, the, the handmaiden that was taking hold of him, running out, she tripped and fell, and, and as a result, it, it made Mephibosheth lame on his feet. Uh, listen, that was, that was part of Jonathan's family. That, that, was part of, that was part of that lineage that was coming up. And, and, and you remember what David did? He said, listen, is there anybody of Jonathan's family that I can show kindness to? And they said, yeah, there is one. And he's living down here with so and so, and he and John and David says, "Bring him up here, put him in the in the in the uh, you know the castle, or put him here." And from now on, he's going to eat from my table. You know why he did that? Because of a promise that he made to Jonathan. And and listen, that's friendship. So you remember what David said early on? He said, Dave, "When all this started happening, David said, "Man, I am just a step from death.'" He said, man, it, it's going to happen to me. It could happen any minute. And, and you know what's happening? Listen, we are, uh, David is living a life of fear. He, he's lost his faith and he's lost, and he's forgotten about what God told him. God said, David, listen, you're going to be king. You're the next king. And David says, listen, I am but a step from death. But Jonathan, David's friend, he believes, as God had said, that David is going to be king. And folks, listen, there are two kinds of faith that we're going to exhibit. We're either going to exhibit the faith of one of these two men. You're going to either have the faith of David or you're going to have the faith of Jonathan. You're either going to have a, well, let me, we're going to either exhibit a faith of complete trust in God, knowing that all things work together to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose, or we're going to exhibit a fearful faith and rely on this flesh to get us through difficult times. Well, listen, I want you to know, Jonathan exhibited that faith in God that God was going to keep his word. But David was exhibiting a faith of fear and trust in the flesh. Listen, God help us not to trust the flesh. Flesh is not going to make it. But I'm telling you, oh, Jonathan, he's showing his loyalty to David from the get-go, from the outset. But he's also showing his faith in God who told David from the outset that he was going to be king. Now, if I was, I don't know, I don't know how we would do, but I would like to think, listen, if God said to me, listen, or to you, that you're going to be the next king. I mean, I'm not going to look for trouble. But if something starts coming my way, you know what? I, I would like to think that I'm going to just say, you know, God, I, you know, I know this is just part of your plan. Um, and I know this ain't the end because you said that I'm going to be king. 
and I would do my best to try to exhibit that faith. You know, you, let, let's just bring it back down to right, the nasty now and now. I've had someone tell me recently, you know, I know I need to get back in church. And as soon as I get my house together, I've got, I've got things to do around the house. I've got, I've got this to do, and, and I've got this to do. And, and as soon as I do that, I'm going to get back in. Not going to happen. You say, well, I trust God. Well, okay. Well, then let's get a little bit closer. As soon as I get my bills paid, I'm going to start tithing. Did God not say he would rebuke the devourer for your sake? Did he not say, prove me now herewith that I'll not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it? Yeah. I mean... Listen, either either we trust God, either we exhibit a faith in God that all things work together. Even when things, you know, I was just telling somebody uh, a while ago about my mom and dad, uh, you know, and uh, I, and it's like folks are coming around and I appreciate them asking, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your mom and dad. And, you know, and, and I said, oh, they're good. I mean, I'm okay. And I mean, sure, I have my moments, but I'm not I'm not sad for them. You know, the book of Thessalonians says not to sorrow as those that have no hope. I'm glad I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, I mean, I miss them, you know, but uh, not a lot. You know why? And I'm not saying that mean, but because one of these days I'm going to get to see them again. In a glorified body. So listen, and I, I believe it's not going to be long. I think, so I'm, you know, I tell them, I'm okay. I don't want to seem, uh, you know, in, without any compassion or, you know, sorrow. But there's that. But listen, I'm not sad about it. Not a lot. I still have my moments. You know, but listen, I'm going to get to see them. I got to see my dad t- t- for 64 years. And God said, listen, it's time to come on. George, you need to come on home. And I said, okay, God, if you want him, you can have him. And you, I know where he's at. I'll, you know, it's not, I, I didn't lose him. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. I didn't lose anything. Amen. I want to exhibit a faith in God knowing that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. I want to exhibit a, a, a faith that, that God is exactly who he said he is. Not like David is during this part of his life where he's, he's trusting more in the flesh than he is in the God who made this flesh. Can I encourage you tonight? Listen, trust in God. God's got it. We sing next song. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world. Do you believe that? Well, I do. But you know what? I'm in his hands, sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. And so one day soon, the trumpet of God's going to sound, and I'm out of here. I don't want to, I'm like my dad, I don't want to, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to die to get there. You know, but if I go, I'd like to be just like he did. He's talking to my brother one second, and just his head bowed, and he took his next breath in heaven. He was like, that's awesome. Listen, what a way to go. 
listen, I'm ready. But till then, I want to exhibit a faith in a God that loves me. And a God who, no matter what comes in my life, he's going to take care of it. According to his perfect will. And all God's people can say, Father, help us, Lord. Uh, bless us, God. And I, I pray that uh, as Jonathan and David, they're going through a little rough spot in their, their friendship, God. And, uh, but God, Jonathan exhibited a faith, Lord, in you. And God, like we should, in you. Uh, God, he was uh, loyal to David. And God, I pray that we, uh, Lord, today will be loyal to you as well. God, it's, it's about our relationship with you. And God, I know there's times when we need friends in this old world, but God, may we choose friends that are, uh, as you said, iron sharpens iron, that will help us and challenge us to be uh, better Christians. Help us, Lord, to find those kinds of friends. But God, when, when friendship comes, help us, Lord, be willing to, you know, understand that friendship goes both ways in this life and in the life to come. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, and speak to our hearts. And, Lord, for just a few moments of invitation, I pray that you'd, uh, Lord, just help us to do business with you. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed. And...